The Holy Gospel according to St. Luke, the 21st chapter. While some were speaking of the temple, how it was adorned with noble stones and offerings, Jesus said, As for these things that you see, the days will come when there will not be left here one stone upon another that will not be thrown down. And they asked him, Teacher, when will these things be? And what will be the sign when these things are about to take place? And he said, See that you are not led astray. For many will come in my name, saying, I am he, and the time is at hand. Do not go after them. And when you hear of wars and tumults, do not be terrified, for these things must first take place, but the end will not be at once. Then he said to them, Nation will rise against nation, kingdom against kingdom. There will be great earthquakes, and in various places famines and pestilences, and there will be terrors and great signs from heaven. But before all these, before all this, they will lay their hands on you and persecute you, delivering you up to the synagogues and prisons, and you'll be brought forth before kings and governors for my name's sake. This will be your opportunity to bear witness. Settle it, therefore, in your minds not to meditate beforehand how to answer, for I will give you a mouth and wisdom which none of your adversaries will be able to withstand or contradict. You will be delivered up even by parents and brothers, relatives and friends, and some of you they will put to death. You will be hated by all for my name's sake, but not a hair of your head will perish. By your endurance, you will gain your lives. But when you see Jerusalem surrounded by enemies, by armies, then know that its desolation has come near. Then let those who are in Judea flee to the mountains. Let those who are inside the city depart it. Let not those who are out in the country enter. For these are days of vengeance to fulfill all that is written. Alas for women who are pregnant, and for those who are nursing infants in those days. For there will be great distress upon the earth and wrath against this people. They will fall by the edge of the sword and be led captive among all nations. And Jerusalem will be trampled underfoot by the Gentiles until the time of the Gentiles are fulfilled. And there will be signs in sun and moon and stars, and on the earth, distress of nations and perplexity because of the roaring of the sea and the waves, people fainting with fear and with foreboding of what is coming on the world. For the powers of the heavens will be shaken, and then they will see the Son of Man coming in a cloud with great power and glory. Now when these things begin to take place, straighten up, raise your heads, because your redemption is drawing near. And he told them a parable. Look at the fig tree and all the trees. As soon as they come out in leaf, you see for yourselves and know summer is near. So also when you see these things taking place, 
you know that the kingdom of God is near. Truly, I say to you, this generation will not pass away until all has taken place. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will not pass away. But watch yourselves, lest your hearts be weighed down with dissipation and drunkenness and cares of this life. That day will come upon you suddenly like a trap. For it will come upon all who dwell on the face of the whole earth. But stay awake at all times, praying that you might have the strength to escape all these things that are to take place and to stand before the Son of Man. This is the gospel of our Lord. So what we hear today, very alarming, very alarming. Don't worry, lots of it already happened, though it wasn't happy for those that it happened to. But do worry, for some of it is in anticipation of what is to come and what you experience now. This is the last thing that Jesus told his most faithful followers, his disciples, before he would enter Jerusalem, before the kingdom of God would break into this world by his death on the cross, where his blood would pay for the sins of all people, where peace would finally be made between God and man, and between peoples and other peoples, nations and nations, Jew and Gentile, where enemies would lay down their arguments once and for all and be made one, be made brothers and sisters by faith in this one named Jesus, be baptized into Christ's death. This was the last thing Jesus says before he publicly as teaching, before he raises from the dead and defeats death. Ending the fear of death for all who believe and are baptized, he will return soon. For those who don't believe, These are terrifying words that Jesus will return soon. But for us Christians who got to hear the words of the gospel today, they remain the gospel. It remains good news to us. When we ask ourselves, it seems like, So many strange, difficult, scary things on top of it becoming cold. We question who will win control of Ukraine? Will a small nuclear weapon go off as the nations have been saying to one another over the past month or so? And what will that mean for our world, for our environment, 
for our relationships? Will Germany be able to heat its homes this winter? What's next for the United States of America? What will gas prices be next month? Will we be able to shop even at Aldi next month? What is the extent of the damage of the tornado in Texas? Which natural disaster do we focus our prayers and support to? The tornado? The hurricane? Which hurricane? These are all the anxious thoughts and crying outs of our hearts as we stumble through life and react to each thing that happens and is told to us, the new thing to be afraid of, the new thing to worry about. Thankfully, we're in good company for all the faithful throughout history have wondered the same things. And thanks be to God, Jesus quiets not only their hearts, but ours as well. They would ask Jesus questions like this all the time. You know, teacher, when will these things be? What will the sign be when these things are about to take place? When they were admiring the beauty of the temple in Jerusalem, looking at the size of the stones and so on, It's like how we like to laud and sing the praises of the great feats of humanity. Most recently, we like to celebrate the advancements in science, and often we look to them for deliverance. But they don't always pan out. Nuclear energy used to be called the future of clean energy, and it still could be. But because of a few terrible disasters, it's pretty much over. Margarine used to be called the perfect answer for good health. My grandma loved it. My mother-in-law still loves it. But now we know that it's terrible for you, and you might as well eat butter. In the same way, Jesus points at the temple in Jerusalem and he tells it like it is. You see this big, beautiful building? It's going to be destroyed. And in three days, I'll rebuild it. And sure, he was talking about the temple of his body, which would be destroyed at the hands of those that he came for. And that he would rise again after three days with a new, rebuilt, glorious body, winning for all of us the joy of our resurrection on the last day. But his followers wanted to know what to look for. When is this going to happen? And what Jesus would describe would be called the lowercase l, last day, for the rest of history. You see, God's presence had left the temple when Jesus was born. 
Because now wherever Jesus is, the word made flesh, God dwelling among us, wherever Jesus is, whether it's a manger, a cross, bread and wine, sermons preached to you, the Bible read in your home, that's where Jesus is. And so when the Romans came in 70 AD and fulfilled Jesus's prophecies, destroying the temple, destroying the city of Jerusalem, judgment was made real for the rejection of God's son. Let me lay on you how bad things were. 1.1 million men, women, and children died on August 30th, 70 AD. 97,000 were dispersed across the world. And it's remembered each August 30th in synagogues everywhere as Tisha B'Av, the last day. Lowercase for us, last day. Jesus' words of what was going to happen are so terrible, I don't want to repeat them to you. If you're interested, you can read them in your bulletin or the Bible. But what he does say to his faithful ones is flee. Flee to the mountains. So think, James, John, Peter, he's telling them, when these things are about to happen, flee, leave Jerusalem. Terrible destruction is coming. He says, though all these terrible things will happen, this will be a great opportunity to bear witness of me, of my death, of my resurrection. I will give you a mouth. I will give you wisdom. Yes, you'll be hated by all for my name's sake, but not a hair on your head will perish. And by this, your faith, your endurance, you will gain your lives. And so here we are, 2,000 years later, we believed those words. But they were spread by the mouths of men and women who survived, who fleed when Jesus told them to flee. Who testified of Jesus and his love, of his death on the cross being a, his communication of how he loves you, his eternal life, the hope that we have in him. First, they did this before kings and strangers and then to loved ones. And then 2,000 years later, here's your grandma, here's your dad, here's your mom, here's your older brother telling you about Jesus' love for you. And you became a Christian. You're one of the faithful. You're one of this generation who survived. You survived the lowercase l last day by communication of God's word, which does not change and which cannot be destroyed. And here I am proclaiming God's word, the gospel to you. Jesus died for you. 
Jesus rose for you, and if you believe in his name, if you believe these things are for you, he is with you forever, you will be with him forever, and he's with you now in certain ways. Jesus says, right now is an excellent time for witness. Who do you know? Who do you love? Who do you see throughout the week that you could begin and nurture a trusting spiritual relationship with? Begin with your children. Begin with your loved one, your spouse your brother, your sister? What has Jesus done in your life? Are you interested in following with me? It's that simple. All of these terrible things that are going on in the world, what's next? Well, Jesus says there will be signs in the sun and the moon, the stars. There will be distress of nations. There will be natural disasters. Right? Check, 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 check. He says people will faint as they think of what's to come on the last day, at my second coming. Yet Jesus gives you the gospel each week. He gives you the gospel in your devotions each day. He says, I am the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me, though he dies, he shall live. And whoever lives in me and believes in me shall never die. You are a Christian. It's wonderful. Now you have joy. Why do you have joy? Among many different things, you have no fear of death. People have been enslaved to the fear of death for thousands of years. But you don't have it. You know to die is gain. To die is to be with Christ. And you know that to live is gain. Because to live is to be with Christ. So whether you live or whether you die, you are with Christ. He fills you and is in you. And so when you see these things begin to take place... You straighten up. You raise your heads. For your redemption is drawing near. The kingdom of God is drawing near. Because Jesus is drawing near. He will return. And he will bring redemption for you. It's hard to understand what that might mean. What does it mean that Jesus is bringing redemption to me? To be redeemed is to, though you are in suffering and in pain, Jesus uses that for your good to draw you closer to him. And it's, of course, a bird's eye view zoom out of what redemption will be. And that's why he says, watch yourselves. Lest your hearts be weighed down with bitterness lest your hearts be weighed down with busyness and pride and distraction. In Matthew, he even says, many of you, because of the terrible things that will go on, your hearts will grow cold. 
But our hearts needn't grow cold, for we know Jesus lives and reigns with the Father and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. The news cycles change. What you are told is important by TV, by school, by your phone. It changes every day, and it keeps you afraid and confused. Often it makes you angry towards your neighbor and people you're supposed to love. People you're supposed to be sharing Jesus with. So Jesus asks us to seek what does not change. To seek what is good, what is beautiful, what is true. To seek the Lord where, when he may be found, while he may be found. For he says, heaven and earth will pass away, but my word. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my word will not. God's word can, and if it is not already, can, become your rock and your fortress. Your secret hiding place. Psalm 1 tells us that she who prays on it daily is like a tree planted by streams of water, cannot be moved. It tells us that he who reads and thinks on it is like a tree whose leaf does not wither. So Jesus tells us, stay awake at all times. Pray that you would have strength to remain a Christian through all of your hardships until that capital L last day when he returns. Hold fast to God's word. It doesn't change. It can't be destroyed. But everything you hear about does change. Everything that you hold dearly often is destroyed or taken away from you. So pray like Jesus as he anticipated his death on the cross in the garden while his disciples slept. Pray like Jesus did in the desert to resist temptation. Pray that Jesus would be a sentry, a guard over your heart. That he would send away your anxious thoughts, your evil desires. And pray. Pray often. Pray in the car for Jesus to return. Pray for the glory of heaven to be with you now. Pray for the end of evil in the world. For that's what Jesus brings when he returns. It's what redemption is. Jesus redeems even the terrible things which happen to you and uses them to draw you closer to him. He is not the author of evil. But he does test like a good father disciplines his son. And above all else, Lutheran Church of the Holy Spirit Above all else, take Paul's words to heart. Do not grow weary of doing good. Because if you do good in bitterness and anger, and with a heart that's grown cold, what good is it? The final words of Scripture are the last chapter of Jesus' revelation to John. Jesus says, Surely, don't worry, 
I am coming soon. And that's a promise. It's good news. It's good for us. It's gospel. Good word. Gospel. And so the people respond. Amen. Come, Lord Jesus. And that can be our prayer. Amen. Come, Lord Jesus. Please, if you could, pray with me now. Amen. Come, Lord Jesus. We hold to Jesus' words of promise because though everything around us degrades and will be destroyed, his word endures forever and will never pass away. The grace of the Lord Jesus be with us all. Amen.